This episode of Proper English is brought to you by fascinating facts about elephants and the idiom a white elephant. April the 16th is Save the Elephant Day Alley. I don't know who designated it thus because there's also World Elephant Day on the 12th of August. So we could talk about elephants again then if we feel like it oh, good. or if you want to hear more. Elephants have been my favourite animal for as long as I can remember. They are the planet's largest land mammal. They are magnificent looking and it seems the more we learn about them, the more interesting they become. Many people think there are just two species, African and Asian. However, there are two African species, the African bush elephant and the African forest elephant. So three species in total. Excellent elephant facts, Dave. I think so. Right then, what's your favourite elephant fact, Ali? Hmm, not sure I can whittle it down to just one. <laughs> but I suppose what I find most fascinating is that the lifespan of an elephant is comparable to that of a human. Oh, yeah. In the wild, they can live into their 70s, can't they? They can, which means they mature at a similar rate to humans, and so their protection is so vital as they need to reach maturity to reproduce and then need many years to care for their young. Baby elephants are called calves and are dependent on their mother's milk until round about two years of age, but continue to drink milk for much longer than that. I don't like milk. <laughs> Good job you're not an elephant. It is rather, isn't it? <laughs> when they're about four months old, they begin to eat plants, but they'll supplement their diet with their mother's milk for anything up to ten years. Unlike human babies, they can stand and walk within a couple of hours of being born. Pretty hardcore, though. Mm -hmm. They'll stay close to their mother and the rest of the herd for protection. Heard of elephants? Of course I've heard of elephants. <laughs> we couldn't resist that joke, could we? <laughs> I love a pun. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A group of elephants is known as a herd. H-E-R-D. Oh, yeah. Same as a group of cows, deer, giraffes. Now, these herds of elephants are essentially large family groups. Mm -hmm. They are matriarchal, meaning that they are led by females. Mm. Female elephants are called cows and male elephants are called bulls. The bulls live with the herd until they feel old enough to go it alone, usually when they're in their teens. Oh yeah, they might spend some time alone or join another herd for some time or even meet up with other males. The trunk is the thing that makes the young so especially cute. And the ears! Oh yes, love those big ears. The trunk is amazing. So much more than a long nose. It's remarkably muscular and incredibly strong. Yes, and it takes time to learn how to use all those muscles. So calves have to practice, practice, practice before they can use it efficiently to eventually be able to pick up a single blade of grass. Now, no doubt you've seen images of elephants sucking water into their trunks. They do this for two reasons. They can then squirt it back into their mouths for a drink or over themselves or their mates <laughs> to cool down. Not surprisingly, a nose as large as that also has a phenomenal sense of smell so that they can smell that vital water from miles away. When it touches the ground, the trunk can also feel the vibrations made by another herd. So, the trunk has all these very practical uses, 
but it's also used to communicate. Elephants will caress each other to reassure and comfort, as well as touching their own face to soothe themselves. So, elephants use their trunks to communicate. Do they have any other ways to communicate? They certainly do, Dave. If they want to intimidate, they spread their ears wide, making eye contact. As well as body language, elephants have a range of noises they make to communicate. They trumpet, snort, grumble and grunt to warn, comfort and acknowledge each other. Ah, the really low vibrations that they make is called uh, infrasound. Mm. And they can detect that from kilometres away. Yeah. Incredible. What's your favourite elephant fact, Dave? It's a tricky choice, isn't it? I think something that fascinates me is that elephants are what's known as a keystone species. That sounds important. Good, because it is. <laughs> they literally shape the environment and this enables other flora and fauna to flourish. Oh, I like it. Flora being plants, fauna being animals and flourish meaning to thrive. I know, nice bit of alliteration. <laughs> well, I suppose their poo is pretty important too. They're vegetarians, so there are plenty of seeds in there. Oh, and in the dry season, they use their powerful trunks to dig for water. And of course, many other animals benefit from this source when others are scarce. Another reason why we need to protect them. When we lose one species, it affects the lives and prospects for other species too. <coughs> For my birthday last month, Ali fostered an elephant for me, a baby male who has been orphaned in Kenya. His name is Roho and he's in the care of the Sheldrick Wildlife Trust in Kenya. But of course, you inspired this present idea by fostering an orphaned elephant for me many years ago. Oh yeah. I chose a young bull called Shimba for you. Mm. And as I handed you all the information about him, I said, we can visit him one day. And I took you at your word. Yeah. We saved up for four years. And in 2010, we went on the adventure of a lifetime to visit Shimba. I think we should definitely devote a future episode to telling the story of our trip to the elephant orphanage and Shimba's story. But now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? This week... We're talking about an idiomatic expression that comes from Thailand. It was originally used to describe a gift that was given, but with unkind intentions. Yes, and those intentions were to inconvenience the recipient to the point of breaking them financially. The king, or head of state, would give someone a white elephant if they were displeased with them. And the receiver couldn't really refuse such a gift from the king. You can't do that, can no, you? No. And looking after it would be very, very expensive. We still use the expression to describe something burdensome. A modern gift that one might receive as a white elephant would be, I don't know, an expensive car that you couldn't afford to insure. Nowadays, we tend to use it when describing something costly that has no lasting use. For instance, the government might build something expensive like a football stadium for the World Cup and people believe it's a waste of money because it won't be used once the competition is over. Also, these days it doesn't really matter if the donor's intentions were noble or not. We'd still describe it as a white elephant. So, 
That's Series 2, Episode 40 of Proper English, All Done and Dusted. It's our 99th episode, by the way. We need your help, and it won't cost you a penny. Or a cent. Or a centavo. Or even a kopeck. Nope, all it will cost is a little bit of your time. If you enjoy our podcast, then please do leave a review on your favourite podcast app. It doesn't have to be long. There's no word count, but reviews really help us to get noticed. We know some of you might be a little bit shy about writing something in English for other people to see. So, if that's the case, then why not just send us an email with your review? Our email address is properenglish, or one word, at sapo.pt. Or you can get in contact with us via whichever kind of social media you might use. Next week, obviously, is our 100th episode. Why not get in touch with ideas for this special episode? Sure. Until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.